Hello and welcome to Is It Me or Is It Them? This is a podcast for those of us who want to take responsibility for our half of our relationships and how we show up in our lives, but are tired of trying to clean up the mess on other people's side of the yard. This is for you if you want to be able to set better boundaries without feeling like you're bulldozing anyone, and if you want more harmony and closeness, but are tired of sacrificing yourself to get it. Each week, we chat about things like how to start showing up and speaking up with more kindness, confidence, and courage, whether you're talking with the ones that you love or dealing with the ones who are driving you crazy. I'm April Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist and relationship expert, and today I'm talking about a question that came in from a woman who wanted to know how to deal with the fear of not being able to control things during these crazy and uncertain times. I know that there's so many people who can relate to this question, whether you're thinking about you know, these crazy uncertain times as we're dealing with a pandemic and COVID, or whether maybe you're facing another area of your life where you're dealing with a lot of unknowns and uncertainties. Maybe that's in your relationship or your work life or some other thing that's coming up for you where you would just love to be able to feel a lot more anchored, a lot more grounded, and a lot more in control of where you need to be and how you need to move forward. I'm going to be sharing with you some ways that are going to help you just get connected to what you need right now. So keep in mind that this is not intended to replace individual therapy or assessment. So please feel free to just take these ideas that I'm offering Filter them through your own wisdom, see how they fit for your own experience, but I think these things are going to help you to really shift some of the ways that you're navigating these wild and crazy times. So the first thing that I want to offer you is an invitation to step back and notice what is being reflected back to you. There's really two parts of this experience that we're going through. One is all of the very practical, logistical, um, necessary pieces of, you know, how we physically keep ourselves safe during COVID. But the other part of this is, what is it that this is triggering for you? So if you are finding yourself particularly rattled, particularly vulnerable feeling, particularly unsettled as we move through all of this uncertainty, I'm going to guess that this is not a brand new feeling for you. I'm going to guess that you have faced many other situations before where it has been really uncomfortable and anxiety provoking when you've not been able to have a really firm perspective or really firm place to stand. So in any given moment, the world or the people around you are reflecting back to you our own triggers. This is just how it works. So if we can step back and say, yes, there's definitely some um, unknowns that are happening with the virus and, you know, with maybe other parts of your life right now, but this is also an opportunity to look at how you navigate these times of uncertainty. It is your own triggers and your own area of growth 
that are really ringing right now. And this is the part that you have the opportunity to start getting curious about and start investigating. So if you find, as an example, that you are somebody who you know, would love for your partner to come and help more, you know, when let's say you're cleaning up after dinner in the kitchen, but they come in and offer you help and they start, let's say, loading the dishwasher and you find yourself getting really tense and really cranky because they're loading it the wrong way. If you find that you're somebody who tends to overpack for a weekend away or a day trip or you're always kind of over-preparing just in case, or if you find that you really love to have all the details before you go to a certain event or gathering about who exactly is going to be there, what that's going to look like, what's expected of you when you arrive, it might be that your system has a long-term habit of trying to create safety for you through predictability and control. And that's okay, right? That doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. It's just useful to notice our own habits. And this can be a bit uncomfortable because the word control has such a negative connotation. It really does not feel good for most of us to think about ourselves as being controlling, right? That's usually something that's described as a really negative thing. And I had an experience one time where my sister pointed out to me that I was actually quite controlling, and that really took me aback. That was definitely not how I was used to seeing myself. I thought of myself as being a very easygoing person, but as we were co-planning an activity that we were going to do together, an event that we were going to go to, back in the day when you could actually leave your house and go to events. As we were going back and forth and I was asking her for information and details and, you know, I was trying to just wrap my head around um, the plan, right? What was the plan? And she had said to me, April, you're being really controlling. It totally took me back, but because that's not a word I identified with. But then I started to notice the differences of how she navigated the world versus how I navigated the world. For instance, when we would leave to go and do an activity together, I would have water, I would have my sanitizer, I would have Kleenex, I would have, you know, all of these things, probably an extra jacket, all of these things that I like to have handy just in case. My sister, in contrast, would leave the house with her wallet and a cell phone, and that would kind of be it. So it became these funny moments of really noticing the side-by-side that I would not have thought of myself as controlling, but when I looked at all of these ways that my system was craving comfort and security and knowing that I would have whatever it was that I needed just in case, I could see my own controlling nature reflected back to me. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. There's certainly some benefits of being the person that has snacks or has the umbrella if your day changes course. 
right? So we don't want to get in this place of labeling ourselves as being, you know, anything that we observe as being really negative, but it is an invitation to look at in what ways does those tendencies or coping strategies serve you? And in what ways do they cause you stress? And during these times of, you know, all of these society unknowns right now, all of these pandemic unknowns right now, you know, that baseline stress level is quite possibly dialed up. So what would have been bearable, if not even functional and helpful for yourself as a tendency and way of moving through the life, you now might find that the outside kind of pressures of the world have dialed that up to a point where it's actually a bit disruptive and really uncomfortable. So just check in, do a bit of a scan. Do any of these examples sound like you? Do you notice long-standing tendencies of seeking out ways of being in control and ways of knowing and being able to predict what might happen in any given scenario? It's okay just to notice that. The second thing is leaning into this question of who do you want to be through this? So this is where we can start to investigate, are those tendencies serving you or are they getting in your way? So we hear a lot about the idea that whenever we're going through uncertain or anxious times or anxious thinking, it's really helpful to separate the things that you can and the things that you cannot control. And I feel like my brain does this in a way really naturally, or maybe I've just trained it to do over the years. So for me, it becomes really some clear lines around the parts that I can control in my life and the parts that can't. And I'm able to surrender to that a little bit. So for example, I'm able to control how often I wash my hands. I'm able to control the fact that I scrub down all of my groceries before I put them into my cupboards after I've returned home from the grocery store. There are certain things that I can do to give myself a level of control of and a measure of extra safety over the virus. But, you know, at a certain point, we have to kind of just know that this is the world that we're living in. But the more useful thing I find that really takes us to a whole other level is the thing that we actually do have control over is who do you want to be through this? A friend of mine asked me this question, and it has always just really stayed with me. She had asked me this question during a time in my life where I was really going through a lot of grief after the loss of my daughter. And I was in this stage where I was kind of living in a fog still. And I remember, you know, sitting and drinking tea with her and her really gently and lovingly raising this question of, who do you want to be through this? And that question was such an incredible gift. And it's one that I am offering to you now. Who do you want to be through this? You cannot control all of the circumstances around you and outside of your home. But you can absolutely start to control how would you like to be seeing yourself if you were almost watching your own experience as if it was like a movie that you're just watching as a witness or a bystander, 
What would you like to see yourself doing through this crazy time in history? Do you want to be spending several hours a day just refreshing your newsfeed and sharing scary uh, bits and pieces of information that just contribute to the mass anxiety and to the amount of tension in the world? Or would you like to be seeing yourself as somebody who possibly offers a bit of support or a bit of certainty to somebody else? One of the things that I love is this idea of give whatever that thing is that you need. So where can you offer a bit more sense of security and stability or a bit of a break for somebody else's isolation or sense of being alone? Where can you offer to help somebody else with some of the things that you might be struggling with? Now, this doesn't mean that we always get this perfect. This doesn't mean that, you know, this always looks like one very, you know, graceful and pride-filled moment after the next. It's more like an exercise of trying, falling down, trying again, trying, going into the human experience, and then rising up again. So see what you can just think of when you really picture this idea of who would you like to be through this? What would you like to be contributing to the world around you? Is that more anxiety? Is that more negativity? Is that more fear-mongering and hyping up the people around you to feel even more afraid and uncertain? Can you start to control what it is that you put out into the world? There's this other uh, phrase I love, and I wish I could remember where I heard it, but it was basically be responsible for the energy that you bring into the room. And I would argue that that also applies to the online space. So I can't control if I'm somebody that ends up catching the virus, right? There's some parts of that that are just bigger than me and that I can't necessarily guarantee myself protection from but I can certainly control how I treat the people around me. I can certainly control how I'm spending my time. We have certain parts of really our own experience that I think it's important to redirect and bring our attention and our energy into. So consider pouring some energy and time into this question. Who do you want to be through this? And this is really an extension of this first idea that we talked about, about just noticing our tendency of being controlling and just noticing our tendency of sometimes taking that need for control out on the people around us. Can you consider this an opportunity to do a little more work of stepping into a little more of a calmer, gentler, slightly more easygoing version of yourself? Can you invest some time and energy into taking care of maybe some of the old fears, some of the old trauma, some of the old grief, some of the old outdated survival instincts that might have been useful to you at various points in time, but at this point are no longer serving you or helping you to navigate this in the way that you would like to? Just something to think about. The last thing I want to offer, I think is really important, 
We have to just own the fact that we're feeling afraid when we're feeling afraid. We have to make room for some of that anxiousness and sense of discomfort. What sometimes happens is we get into this tug of war where we're saying, here's what I'm feeling, but I shouldn't be feeling this. Here's what I should be feeling, and here's what's not okay to feel. And we end up kind of bouncing between these two extremes of feeling anxious and guilty, anxious and guilty. And instead, I want to just invite you to make more room for your full human experience right now. Of course, your system is revving a bit higher right now. Of course, part of you has been triggered and is feeling much more frightened and vulnerable and nervous. Can you be compassionate to that in the same way that you would if this was anyone else around you? Which allows us to really step into the question of, What would this look like for you if instead of just not trying to feel the fear or beating yourself up because the fear is existing, what would this look like if you allowed yourself to start to gently and kindly take care of the fear? What could you be doing to deliberately burn off some of the anxious energy I'm a really big believer in the idea that emotions are a physical experience and we need to burn off some of that excess energy that is coursing through the system when we're feeling things like grief, anxiety, anger, fear. We have to burn off some of these things. So I would consider thinking about what is it that you can do to release, physically release, some of this built up pressure that your physical body is carrying. So if it is safe for you to do so, now might be a really good time to think about going out for walks where you can be a bit isolated and have some space for yourself. This might be a time to think about starting a yoga practice. There's all kinds of incredible free online yoga like Adrian, Yoga with Adrian, that's the name of it, is one of my favorites. We are surrounded by free and wonderful resources. What can you do to make use of to just acknowledge the fear instead of just trying to squash it entirely, which probably doesn't ever work, or give in to it entirely, which is what I see a lot of people get stuck between bouncing. Either I'm totally engrossed in my fear because it's now fully captured me and I'm just swimming in it all the what-ifs, all the anxiousness, all the unknowns, all the possibilities, right? We're driving ourselves crazy or we're trying to pretend like everything is fine. Neither one of these things are true, right? Neither one of these extremes are true. The reality is we're all kind of swimming in the middle. The other thing to think of is what would help your system to feel a bit more safe and secure, So in my area, when everything initially started going on full lockdown, where we were not allowed out of our houses other than to just go and get groceries, I noticed myself stocking up a little bit on things. And even though that was a little bit controversial, and I don't think I was going way overboard with it, but at the same time, I was aware that I was doing that 
not because I absolutely felt like I needed to have, you know, the backups of almond milk and paper towels, right? It was because I was allowing my system to indulge itself in the need to make preparations. This very understandable and human need to be looking out for ourselves, to be taking care of ourselves. I absolutely wanted to know that I had um, some hand sanitizer available to me in case I needed it. So notice that it's not so much about do I absolutely need this thing? It's more about this kind of generous offering of it's okay to do the things that make me feel a little bit better. The other thing I did, again, kind of silly when we just look at it objectively, but it made me feel better to start a little garden. And even though it was kind of a ridiculous thought to say, you know, if things really went crazy, it's nice to know that I would have my own little supply of tomatoes that I don't have to, or maybe it saves me a trip to the store one day if I have my own little vegetable garden. And that's one last point of contact. And this was when things, you know, in my area were really, uh, there was a ton of fear in the air and we're all breathing in that. So it was just a nice little bit of something I could feel like I was doing to take care of myself, something I could feel a little bit more in control over. So I hope that this feels useful to you. I would love to hear what stood out to you. And if one of the things that stood out to you, one of the things that, you know, kind of lit up for you as you were listening to this was the idea of really leaning in more to the personal growth opportunity that might be being presented to you right now with this increase in anxiety or this increase in stuff that might be coming up for you, then I want you to know that I'm doing a three-week deep dive into personal growth, into the idea of letting go of some of the excess weight that 2020 has put onto all of our shoulders, and I'm creating a three-week gathering for women who want to be doing this work together as a group. This is something that I had noticed myself just continuing to go back to this idea of wanting to create a, another group experience because during these times of COVID, I, I certainly was not able to be doing my in-person retreats and to be doing the amount of community connections that I have been previously used to doing. And I have found myself really craving that and really missing some of that. There is something so powerful that happens when a group of women gather to be very generous and kind and supportive of the personal development work that we're each trying to do. I think, you know, it, it, it's a really powerful thing to do that on your own. And I absolutely think that that is not a luxury that people should be doing. I absolutely think that is an essential thing for absolutely every single person to be investing some time into at various points in their life. But this idea of this group gathering just has this extra bit of magic to it. I don't know if you've ever got to experience a retreat or, you know, a really beautiful group that supports each other's growth and each other's goals, but ugh, it is it is something in and of itself. So I'm going to be starting this virtually. 
We're going to be beginning December 1st, and it's going to be a three-week experience of just clearing out all the old stuff from 2020, the old habits, the all the old negativity, and up-leveling our relationship with ourselves and our bodies and our loved ones, and stepping more fully into the way that we want to be feeling and how we want to be moving through these next chapters of our lives. So if that sounds useful to you, send me a message and let me know, and I will see you next week. Take care.